Hi, I'm Mel. Hi, I'm Kaylee. And welcome to another episode of the Girl Stuff Podcast. Today we are joined by the singer-songwriter Kaylee Fetterman. And Kaylee, just before we start and dive into all the topics, tell us a little bit about yourself and all that you do. So, personally, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be doing this with you guys. Um, And I love your podcast already, so I'm really excited (laughs) to be here. Um, So, yeah, my name is Kaylee Fetterman. I'm a singer-songwriter artist. Um, Right now, I'm based in Boston, and I'm a student at Berklee College of Music. So, um, doing a lot of class stuff right now, but... Um, I'm in the city. It's getting warmer, so one of my favorite things to do is like go on walks and just listen to music a lot. Um, that kind of helps my mind just get off class and stuff because there's a lot of final stuff coming up. So um, I think a lot of people are starting to like feel the stress. So that's kind of what I've been doing a lot lately is just walking. Um, I like to do producing, so I produce in Logic. If there's any like female producers out there, I'm always rooting for you guys because there's a lot of male producers and we need more female producers. So if you're a female producer, just you know keep plugging away and keep going. Um, we need you. So, um, and I have a little cat named Megan. She's sitting right over there. Um, she'll probably pop in and say hi, maybe. Um, she loves people. And I think sometimes she's like, sees me talking to a screen and she's like, there are people, let me say hi. So she might make an appearance. But um, yeah, other than that, I'm just like making music and living life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good to know that you're in school because, you know, one of the major things that we always talk about is you know, we, as much as we want have our passions to pursue, we're still always doing something else at the same time to help us achieve that passion. So we'll dive in a little bit more about that later. But yeah. before we get into the nitty gritty details, let's have some fun. Um, so you mentioned walking and, you know, the weather is getting warmer. So definitely, you know, we've been doing that. But what's one thing you did during quarantine? So kind of within the last year that you otherwise wouldn't have had the time to do? Um, I think I did a lot of it's funny I did a lot of like nothing um and I would always feel guilty about it like I tell my mom like I feel so unproductive like we've been home I feel like I've been doing nothing and she would always come to me and be like it's okay to do nothing I think we live in a society where like you you're kind of forced to think that you always need to be doing something you constantly need to be active or progressing or doing something all the time and so I kind of for I think I took like maybe two weeks and I I thought of them as like vacation weeks and I literally just did nothing. Like I walked a lot. I listened to a lot of music. I wrote some songs um, and I just, I sat outside. I had a job. I actually had two jobs over the summer. So I was working, but but yeah, I kind of did nothing, (laughs) which is why now I'm like so excited to like be busy a lot more and like have sessions and doing a lot of session work um, with other producers and other writers and I'm doing a lot of writing and um, I would travel so much last year I would travel to Nashville and LA all the time and when it all just kind of stopped I was like what do I do now and I think everyone kind of faced that but I was like I guess I'll just hang out like there actually is nothing to do so I'll just hang out Yeah, that's true. I'm I'm the, kind of the same. I'm like very much of a busy, busy person. So when COVID hit, I was like, so my calendar is free. What <laughs> what do I do? I, I'm like at a loss. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't know what to do. So yeah. I mean, having a pet definitely helps because they keep you somewhat occupied here and there. Yes, you know? I actually got I got Megan in. Um, in June so okay. um, we were kind of like I was like what do we like we had a dog for a while and he passed away a few years ago so I was like we'll be here for the next few months and then I'll be moving into my city apartment and like do you think that it's okay if we get a cat and my mom was like it probably took like three weeks of convincing and then she was like yeah we can get a cat yeah. if you want so we got her <laughs> a little baby and she my mom fell in love with her and she's oh, like are you taking the cat with you to school and I was like Yes. So So, another question that I have for you is, you know, you did mention music, but I was kind of intrigued and we 
we met, like Mel and I met because of uh, Netflix and we watched the same show and TikTok brought us together. And now we're friends with a podcast, always together on a call. But was there any like movie or TV show or series that you kind of got into during quarantine or re-fell in love with or anything like that? Um, I don't remember. I think I watched, I re-watched Gilmore Girls for sure. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, re- I remember re-watching that and, oh, my brother and I watched a lot of shows together. We watched mm-hmm. Community, okay. um, which is a great show. Yeah. Um, it's also by the Russo brothers, so they yes. do like Marvel and all that kind of stuff. Um, so that was very funny. Uh, I started Brooklyn Nine-Nine recently, which is a great show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> funny. Um, I'm trying to I love superhero movies. Okay. So I love Marvel. Um, I love. I like DC too. I'm more of a Marvel person. Okay. But um, yeah, I I loved <laughs> watching. We just watched. I think we marathoned like a lot of the Marvel movies. The Marvel movies. Yeah, I think everyone did. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. So have you seen like WandaVision and? Fashion I have. Empire? I've seen WandaVision. So my friend actually just gave me access to his Disney Plus, mm-hmm. so I'm like so excited. Um, I uh, I haven't seen Falcon and Winter Soldier, so okay. I'm trying. I'm gonna watch that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, I have seen Wandavision, and I'm excited for the Black Widow. I think it's a movie. Yes, it's a movie. Coming out. So I'm really it's, excited. It's so exciting. Marvel's just like here. We're in quarantine, but here's content for you here's guys. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That was the other thing. Is I I got into more like content creation. I was like, how can I like do this kind of stuff, but also not get too phased by it because it's easy. Yes. Then like I guess that's kind of like the later part of this is like you compare yourself and you're like ah damn it. Yeah. Exactly. One hundred percent. All right. So. Speaking of music and how much we all love music here, we're going to play a little game with you. Um, we played it before in other episodes, and it's always fun to see how fast singer-songwriters kind of think of something. Um, so the game is Song Association, mm-hmm. um, and we've gathered 10 different words, and the game is that we give you a word, and then you have to sing or tell us a lyric with the line, in, with that word in the line. Um, so, for example, if I say the word mess, uh, the first thing that comes up to my mind is, oh, I'm a mess right now inside. Yes. Oh, my God. That's the one that came to my mind, too. <laughs> Perfect. <Yeah. laughs> Perfect. So we'll see. We'll see how well you do. You do have you do get some uh, friend calls. Um, your friends are us here. So, OK, I'm like nervous. I'm like, because usually when people like I can think of songs immediately. But when someone's like, what's your favorite song? I'm like. Do I listen to music? I don't even know. I know. Things, like. <laughs> <laughs> totally get you. But I have a feeling you'll do good. I have a feeling you'll do good. So okay. we'll see. All okay. right. So your first word is thousand. Thousand. Uh, and I would walk by. Oh, no, that's 500. Shoot. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, oh, I love you for a thousand years and a thousand more. Perfect. Yeah, yeah, very good. <laughs> I thought of numbers. I was like, 500,000, five miles. Like, <laughs> not the song. Don't worry. You're good. You're good. <laughs> the next word is pizza. Pizza? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Pita? No, no, pizza. Pizza? Like pizza. Like, like. Oh, like, pizza. Yeah, like cheese pizza. Oh, pizza. I'm so sorry. I, I thought I was doing pizza. Zoom. I swear to God. Um... <laughs> Pizza. Um, I might phone a friend for this one. You might phone a friend. Melina, would you like to be that friend for this one? Have, I can be the friend. <laughs> Have you seen the Camp Rock movies? Yes. The second one, Nick Jonas sings a song called Introducing Me. Oh, he does. But I forget how it goes. I need to rewatch the movies. <gasps> I like cheese. I like cheese only on pizza, please. Oh my gosh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> ah, okay, I have to you're rewatch good. That. Honestly, <gasps> we were just talking about rewatching the movies too, so. <laughs> yeah, no, I need to I need to catch up on that. Well, okay. now that you have Disney Plus, you know, you have the opportunity to rewatch them, so it's fun. Yeah, I'm gonna be <laughs> digging into that. <laughs> All right, the next word is try. Try. Uh, 
You don't have to try so hard. You don't have to bend until you break. And Kobe Cobbled? Cobbled? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I know her name's so great. Her last name's confusing. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Never. Never say never. <laughs> Perfect. Queen. Uh, if all the kings and the queens on the throne, we will pop champagne and raise a toast. Max. Perfect. Yeah. Lonely. Uh, I'm so low, oh, lonely. The Justin Bieber song. That's the only part I know. <laughs> I think that's the only part anyone knows. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyone. If it's not you, it's not anyone, not anyone. Also Justin Bieber. Yep. Of course. Justin Justin's take just taking over everyone's Spotify. He's got it. Yeah. <laughs> um truly. Truly. Um ooh, I don't know if this counts. Speaking truthfully. I don't know if that counts. There's we'll a count. DNC. We'll count it. We'll count okay. it. Okay. There's a DNC song that's like speaking yeah. truthfully. Okay. Uh flower. Uh put a flower in your hair. That's like a part of the Maroon 5 song. Um, okay. It's, yeah, that one line in uh, Sunday Morning. Okay. Put okay. a flower in here, something. Perfect. <laughs> love it, love it. You like this one. Miles. Miles. <laughs> I would walk 500 <laughs> miles. There you go. That's it. <laughs> perfect, perfect. You did amazing. I think, I think you got 9 out of 10, which we're here for. You know, we're here for it, so... Pops all around. <laughs> Yay! Oh, I made it through the first test. You made it through the first test. Perfect. Yeah. So now we're going to take a little bit of a dive into just music, your passion for it, and then kind of dive into your um, musical career as well and your song and, and kind of talk a little bit about that. Cool. Sounds good. Well, oh, it's my um, turn. Yeah. Okay. Um, you clearly have a big passion for music where where did it come from like do you do your does your family have like a background in music or did you just found it like find it yourself um i think i always kind of liked music um i did like theater when i was younger i did more like in middle school i did a lot of theater and then um i started to do a lot of choirs throughout school in, in elementary school, they kind of make you do choir. They kind of like make you do everything. Um, but I really liked it. And then I just continued doing choir throughout middle school and high school. And then I did some theater. And then I started doing choirs like outside of school with my dad a lot. Um, and I started to fall more in love with the idea of like performing as a singer songwriter because I watched like a Taylor Swift documentary. And I was like, oh. I want to do that. That looks cool, you know? And I just really fell in love. I became like obsessed with her and her music and her story and how she got places. And she was like, well, I went to Nashville. And I was like, okay, gotta go there. So we, <laughs> so I started to do a lot of open mics like around here. Um, Cause I live like 20 minutes from here, um, but I'm in the city right now. So I would do a lot of open mics throughout the city, throughout my town. Um, throughout other towns my mom would drive me on like Tuesday Wednesday nights out to like Medford and Concord and like these just like far away places to sing like two songs in front of sometimes up to like 20 people but usually it's like 15 10 5 you know so um so I would do a lot of those and then I started to do a lot more actual gigs um because a lot of those places would book live music and they like the open mic was just kind of something they had so as I kept coming back they were like okay do you want to do like a Thursday night slot do you want to do a Sunday night slot and then you can kind of move up to like Friday nights and Saturday nights because those are like the better ones um so then I started to do a lot more of those which was really fun and I um I kind of stopped doing theater because I realized that wasn't really for me and I stopped doing choir because I realized um I don't know if this is everyone's experience but in my experience I just didn't feel very welcomed in the choir room. I didn't feel like the kids were that friendly. Also, the choir I was doing was very big. So um, I just felt like I didn't really have a place there. Like everyone, like it was all filled up and there was just no reason for me to be there. So um, I did voice lessons for a really long time um, and I'm still with the same voice teacher. So um, I do like outside 
you technically can do lessons at Berkeley, but I choose to do them outside just because I'm more comfortable with my teacher. And then I started taking trips to Nashville. So um, turns out that a lot of people in Nashville are from Boston. Like a lot of Boston people kind of migrate down there. A lot of Berkeley kids go down there after they're done with school. It's either that or LA or New York, usually, sometimes London. Um, depending on what you want to do. But I took a lot of trips down to Nashville with my mom. Um, and I just networked and I performed and I learned the city and I learned uh, what not to do and <laughs> what to do and who to talk to and how to talk to people. Um, and I then started to go there by myself. So I more like, more. this was more last year actually, I would go there by myself a lot over the summer. Two summers ago, I went there couple times by myself um, and I would go down there and write with people I would connect with people it's actually where I met my manager um, who is with me now we've been together for like three years so that's pretty cool um, but we met down there when I was with my mom and then we just kind of like stayed in touch and only during quarantine did we actually like really start to work together because he's a tour manager so and because there was no tours he was like okay I have more time to like work with you now. Um, I think he was always like, I want to work with you, but you know, he, he's got his other life. So because that kind of got put on hold, it was easier to, um, to see where our relationship could go. So we did a lot more work together and now we actually signed an official contract. So we're officially like working together, which is really great. Um, but he's based in Nashville. So I would go down there and work with him a little bit and I would write with people, I would perform. Then I started to do the same thing in LA, not as much, but I did go to LA a couple times by myself to write with a few people and I performed there a couple times. Um, and then I just kind of kept doing that until quarantine hit <laughs> and I would do school and I would do gigs and I would just work really hard on networking and, um, I would go down the list of like, I would find places that I want to perform and I would just reach out to all those all those artists or their managers or their agents or the venue that I wanted to perform at. I had all these like spreadsheets with all these emails and I would call people and I would email them and like I would spend hours just going down the list and um, then I would go and practice because I'm like, okay, if I want to perform here, I got to make sure that I actually know how to perform and I write the songs. And then I would also be like, okay, well, I need to keep up with online following. So I would like, you know, try and make content and stuff like that. So it definitely got overwhelming, that mm -hmm. and school. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where it led me to here. <laughs> it's so funny because like, that's me. Like, we have a spreadsheet with all the people that we'd love to interview and I'm like color coordinating it with like who we haven't reached out with and who we did and who we didn't hear back from like mm -hmm. I totally get that like and I think like in today's world like you need to hustle yeah to actually get to where you want to go right like nothing ever falls on your lap you know, no. but also I realized that like I needed a team. Like now I, yes. I developed a team of people who help me. Like I have my manager, I have people mm -hmm. who um, help me do marketing and, yeah. um, and campaigning and um, that kind of stuff. Um, I have someone who helps does branding and who helps, who helps does do, does grammar, who helps video edit things if we yeah. need. Um, and then my manager does like, booking and stuff like that and, and does what you know what a manager does yeah. um so i think that it's really good to be able to do a lot by yourself but you really can't do everything by yourself at one mm -hmm. point like you need other people to help you and that's why the networking is like that's where it really comes in handy yes. so yes. yeah yeah um going back to uh music and how you like create a song when you're working on a new song, what usually comes, like, what comes first? What do you work on first? Like, the music or the lyrics? Um, for me as a songwriter, melody comes a lot easier to me. So if I'm writing acoustically and I'm just, like, picking up my guitar, usually it's, like, 1230 at night and I'm like, I feel like writing a song. <laughs> um, it'll... I usually will just play chords or, like, strum something out and I'll be like, okay, this, this kind of feels good. And... Um, sometimes I'll have a concept in mind already and I'll already have like a little bit of a lyrical idea. Um, but usually the melody comes first and I'll put lyrics on top of that. I kind of have to have them go together. Um, I know some people like 
recently I've done sessions where we'll just spitball words and we'll just write things out. And I'm like, I already, like, I need to put a melody to this to make it fit. So I'll, I'll spit out like a random melody um, to see if it works. And then usually we'll end up changing it because it's just like a first draft thing. But for me, usually like I'll do melody. If I'm producing, I'll produce out like a whole track um, and structure it out and add just like the sounds that I'm going for and what the vibe is. And then I'll like top line over that. So I'll write the song over to fit the track that I made. Um, and if I'm collaborating with someone else, usually I'll kind of like start just singing something or like some sort of melody and see if they like it. But yeah, I think lyrics come second for me. You mentioned Taylor Swift. Mm -hmm. What are like other like music inspirations that you have like from growing up with different types of music? So... We listened to a lot of ABBA in my household <laughs> when I was younger. Um, a lot of ABBA. My dad um, put on a lot of, well, actually, my mom put on a lot of like Fleetwood Mac and Billy Joel, Elton John. My dad did like a lot of Beatles stuff, a lot of Beach Boys stuff. So there's a lot of like kind of classic rock going on. Um, and then I kind of found the pop world and I was like, ooh, I like this a lot. So um, Taylor Swift is always just like an inspiration for me as a songwriter, as a businesswoman, as a um, performer for sure. Um, but a lot of other influences for me are like Ed Sheeran as a songwriter and as a performer, especially some of these people like seeing them live is just eye opening. Like watching Ed Sheeran perform live is crazy like it's it's a whole it's an it's incredible feeling to watch him perform so um him as a performer i think bruno mars is a performer for sure someone to watch um try not to think uh luz capaldi as a songwriter alec benjamin love um julia michaels as a songwriter um else i have to like pull up my phone and like i look feel up. like i feel like i just found like me and another person because <laughs> <laughs> i grew up like fleetwood mac and billy joel and cat stevens and stuff yeah. and yeah. now i'm like niall horan and luz capaldi and you know, yeah so yeah i'm like i i feel like i just found and taylor swift <laughs> it's like I, <laughs> I know it's it's funny i i've met a lot of people who kind of feel the same way because at Berkeley it's like everyone's a musician so it's like oh I grew up listening to this and now I'm here or a lot of people will stay in there saying they're like well I grew up listening to this I'm still in this and I'm like ah I can see the development <laughs> so <laughs> but usually they're they're always really good so I'm like yeah you're in your you're in your element um but yeah I mean I just I love I kind of love everything like the only thing that I won't really listen to is like like screamo that's like the one thing that i just like i'm kind of like ah i do ugh. makes me gives me anxiety like i can't do it you know so um but i do like rap i'll listen to rap sometimes um i love kendrick lamar i love drake i love post malone oh my god um yeah all that kind of stuff <laughs> you mentioned a lot of artists that you love but what is like one artist that you could listen to on repeat and never get tired of I mean, most of them. <laughs> I would say Taylor Swift for sure. Ed Sheeran, definitely. I just love his voice. It's really soothing. Luz Capaldi, I love his voice. But him, the only thing is like a lot of his songs are very heavy. So it's like you're kind of listening to them and you're like, I got to be in the mood to like listen to his whole album kind of thing. Um, I think Love, I could really listen to for a long time just because he's got so much energy in his music and he's got so many stories and i just love the way that his songs like flow into one another um him live too is incredible so um yeah i would say those are probably my top three four yeah. <laughs> i feel like louis capaldi is the kind of person like if you need to cry that's who you go to yeah, you know, yeah. To and <laughs> it's nice because like on his um his social media he's like a completely different person than you would think like he's really goofy and funny and weird and like and authentic and and in his music he's authentic too but in his music is just like it's heavy like it's like it's sad you know um 
and it's just like it's a total opposite i just think it's it's so cute it's it's really well done the way he does it so yeah definitely okay this question might be a little a little difficult for you but um we do have a playlist like for like all the guests we have had on the podcast we asked them their two top favorite songs that we should add to the playlist so what would you say are your top favorite songs of all time of all time oh my gosh um this is a pop playlist or is it just like artists? whatever it's it's a mix mm. we have jazz we've got like indie we've got pop so we are, it's all a country it's all over the place so like okay top two that come to mind first I have a lot I don't know if I have like a top favorite song but I have like songs that I, I love um September by Daughtry is one of my all-time favorite songs um it just feels so good to listen to so I think that's one um oh my god I don't know I have to like look through my songs. When people ask me my favorite songs, my mind goes blank and I'm like, no. Um, uh, well, you can always just shoot us a message. Be like, here's the other song. I might shoot you a message. I'll give you like 10, but I'll, Perfect. I'll, I'll give you a few. Cause I'm just like, I have them, but like, I'm trying to think like, should I go with like a classic Taylor song or should I go with like an, an ABBA song? Cause I love ABBA. <laughs> um i don't well, know we'll let you that? mull it over we'll let you mull it over. okay yeah <laughs> it takes a lot of thinking you know like this like you gotta put like care into the song that you give somebody so <laughs> well moving from your different inspirations to your music and your career um um first of all what compelled you to start writing you kind of went into a little bit what but what got you into writing and producing music in the first place um writing music I am just obsessed with the idea of storytelling I've always loved stories my mom used to read to me as a kid um I love film like if I wasn't doing music I'd be doing film and I just love storytelling I love the idea of telling stories in different perspectives I like the way that stories go I like when things take twists I like when you don't expect things I like um just all the aspects of a story that you can possibly put into. I love the language, which is ironic because I'm incredibly dyslexic. Um, so I'm like songwriting and people are like, but you don't really know English. And I'm like, I know, it's funny, right? Um, <laughs> so I was compelled to write songs because like there's no rules, you know? There's like, you can, you can just write. It's a way of expression. It's a way of um, being heard. I think something that's really important to me is this idea of being listened to and feeling heard. Um, I never really felt heard in high school. I never felt like I was being listened to, um, not by my teachers, not by my peers, um, not really by anybody. And I, I was never like that kid that's like, I'm a loner and I'm depressed and like no one likes me. But I always just kind of felt like, I don't really feel like people are listening to me. And I think that songwriting really helped me feel heard. I was like, okay, this is a song that I wrote and if I can perform it and people can listen to it, I'll feel heard, you know? So that's where I get the inspiration to be like, I want to write things. I want people to hear me. Um, and just the idea of like telling stories and being able to make up stories. Cause it's just like a creative, like I love being creative. Visually, I am not creative. I don't know how things get, I can't even do puzzles. Like I don't even know how things go together. So everything to me is like noise. Like I need noise constantly. Um, and that's why I'm always listening to music. So that's kind of what compelled me that. And also like the Taylor Swift thing was like, oh, she writes songs, I should write songs. And then I kind of thought about it more and I was like, this is why I'm writing songs. It's not just cause I'm like trying to copy her. Um, and then for producing, it's just another way of telling the story and it's also a really great way to get your ideas across because i'm not like like the songs that are out i didn't produce those um but a lot of them i demoed so like i created my own demo on logic or you know um like whatever you want to use but i use logic and i would put the sounds together and i'd put the beat together and i would record vocals and i would do different things and then i would like send that to one of my producers that I work with and be like, can we, can we do something with this? And then they would like take it. And sometimes they would use some of the same um, stems or sometimes they would just recreate the whole thing. 
um, and it would develop. It would sound different, obviously. But it's one, a really great way to get your ideas across if you're wanting to work with more producers and wanting to get your song out there. And two, it's just really fun to like, and it feels cool, you know, especially because it's kind of like a guy thing. So it kind of feels cool when you do it and it, um, it gets put together really well and you see how all of the elements of the story just kind of carry through. So yeah, that was a really long answer. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're good. We, we love long answers. Um, <laughs> you already mentioned that during like last year that you flew to Nashville. Um, but in general, like how did you find the process since we are in quarantine, um, like making songs and working with other artists? Like what was like the difficulty with like the whole situation going on in the world right now? Um, so for me, it kind of came to a full stop when the pandemic hit because um, most people don't really like doing Zoom sessions. Um, I think now it's it's better. People are kind of doing them, but a lot of people didn't really like doing them. So I didn't really write with people over the summer. Um, but last year, I would travel like once a month. I would go down to Nashville and just write with different writers uh, a lot of the same people too um there's different like writer groups down there that have they're kind of like they're kind of like cliques but not not cliques in the sense of like high school they're um there's just different like groups of people and they all kind of intertwine and know each other but it's like this group kind of writes with these people and this and this you know and they all kind of have their own um network of people so I kind of went down there and I would start kind of getting my name in and writing with the different groups. And then I just kind of stopped. So it didn't, it affected me in the sense of it just kind of stopped, but I didn't really start to get back into it until like now. Um, Cause now I'll be traveling again um, after the semester ends and in the summer. And I've been doing more Zoom sessions uh, cause I think people are just kind of ready to you know, they're like, okay, we'll do this because we know that you'll be in person soon. So it's okay to, you know, start doing this over Zoom now. Yeah. Um, earlier this year, you released uh, your song, Her Song. Um, can you tell us a little bit about the song and about the creative process that came with it? Yeah. So I wrote that song over the summer. Um, it's kind of a collective of different stories from different people. Um, for the song to make sense, it's about one person. Um, it's the perspective of one person, but it's it's actually about different stories that I've taken of different friends who have told me like, I'm having an issue with this dude and I'm having an issue with this dude and blah, blah. And I was like, you know, you guys are all having the same problem. So I just kind of took all of that and put it together in one song. Um, and it was really fun. The song, honestly, I wrote that song in like 10 minutes because I was just like, I had so much content from all of these people. And I was like, that's pretty easy, <laughs> which are always the best songs to write because you're like, it wrote itself, you know? Um, but I think that's kind of the inspiration behind it was other people's stories and just their issues trying to figure out what they like and who they like. And, um, you know, being a girl in college can confuse so I was like, I think this could be just a great anthemic song for women <laughs> or guys, you know, you're trying to figure it out, whatever you want. Um, and I was never planning on releasing the song just because I was like, oh, okay, it's it's a song. It's it's like, I, I didn't think that it was like the best song. I was like, okay, it's like, a, it's fun. It's a song. Um, and then I did a demo of it, an acoustic demo of it just for fun. I don't know why I did it. Usually I'm like, oh, I want to demo this because I want to do something with it. But I think I just did it because I was like, I just want to have the song. I wanted to practice like recording and stuff like that. So I did an acoustic demo of it and then I posted that on TikTok. And that's when that song kind of started to take off a little bit because people really related to it. And I got all these comments that were like, why is this girl me? Like, oh my God. And they would tag all of their friends and be like, this is you. And I'm like, oh damn. <laughs> like, <laughs> so that was really fun to see, honestly. Yeah. And I can, I don't know about Hannah, but whenever I'm in my car, I have like a playlist with a couple of songs, but yours is on repeat. Oh, thank you. It's so fun driving with that song, Windows Down. You oh, yeah. going through my city, you feel like 
you have your life um, not together, but you're you're like vibing, right? Thank you. I really I'm so happy that you feel that way because that's exactly what I was going for. Like when I make music, I'm like, I just want to make people feel good, you know. Even if the lyrics are a little bit like risque or they're a little bit whatever, you know, it's relatable. So you're like, Let me, I'm just gonna feel, you know. I just want to feel it. So I'm so happy that um, you can connect with it and that it feel makes you feel good. So if you were to talk to my friends. Um, that I, I I had a phase last summer. So they would they would definitely say, Mel, that that song, yeah. <laughs> that is <applies."> you. <laughs> well, um, it's, I think that's why it it um did as well as it did is because so many girls in general were just like, I I understand. I feel this. Like I I can connect with it. And I was like, that is exactly what I was going for. <laughs> so yay. Yeah, but you you mentioned you uploaded on TikTok that you weren't really gonna release it, but TikTok was like, do it, put it on Spotify. Yeah, well, it's funny because I had a TikTok in the summer and it was doing really poorly. And that's kind of when I got a little depressed and I was like, everyone's doing so well in this TikTok thing. Everyone's like getting their career off of it and I'm going nowhere. And I actually deleted my account um, because it was doing so bad and I was like, I don't want to look at it. And then I made a new account because I was like, okay, I think I'll try this again. And it was doing the same thing. So I was like, you know what? I, I need to just not care. I need to not let this get to me. It's not gonna define my worth. It's not gonna, you know, I can't, I can't base my life around views and like feeling like my value comes from that. So, um, obviously easier said than done. Um, it's really hard to be like, oh yeah, my work that I love and put time and effort into, no one cares about. Like, it's really hard to be like, okay, sure. Um, but I would kind of just post and not look at it. So then I did the same thing with that one over winter break. And it literally took up until December for me to actually get like listeners and like viewership. So, um, all these people that are like, yeah, it was my first video and it just went viral overnight. Like that's not everybody. So like sometimes it takes time. It takes effort to like, you know, make make the content and the patience that goes with it. So yeah, <laughs> it took time. Look at you now. Look at me now. <laughs> the video, video did do well, so. <laughs> yeah, and uh, what was like the immediate response that you got from the TikTok community after that? TikTok of the song kind of blew up. Um, it was really nice. Um, it was it, it was nice because it, it didn't blow up in a sense of it got like like a zillion views and like millions of people. Like I know that happens to some people. That was not the case for me. Like I think the number was six hundred thousand, and it was just enough where I could get like kind of a boost of um, viewership and of of people kind of like figuring out who I am and enough where it can it can kind of steadily grow from here which is really kind of what I was was always going for I'm never looking for an overnight success I'm never looking for like an overnight viral sensation I don't think that that lasts I don't think that it works um I like to go with the idea of like a steady growth and then it you know it builds and builds and builds and it can it gets a little faster but like you know you want to you want to build that foundation so um I think I was really happy with the um, results of people that found me because a lot of them were people who related to the song, who were people who liked the song and wanted it to come out. Um, they were people who were engaged and and wanted to hear more. So that's what I was really excited about. They weren't just like, oh, I'm just watching this because other people watched it. So I was really happy with the people that kind of found me. I personally can say I'm most of the time I am on songwriter TikTok and I love finding new artists through mm -hmm. TikTok. Yeah. And I have a, I have a whole playlist that is called uh, songs TikTok blessed me with. Oh, I love that. So it's true. I, I have found so many good songs on TikTok. There's actually this one girl that I, I met through TikTok. I found her song and I, was, I reached out to her through Instagram and I was like, hey, I'd love to write with you. Like, you're, I love your song. I love your sound. And so now every Tuesday we write together through Zoom. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great way to like, find, like collaborate with people and, you know, so yeah. It's, it's crazy how TikTok kind of like formed communities because like 
2019 when it like started people actually started getting onto it it was more just like dances and yeah fine 2.0 but like you met someone through tiktok i met you know my friends and melina and like our group of people through tiktok like it's just crazy how like even though we're stuck in our four walls or however many walls a home has i, I don't know <laughs> yeah <laughs> um you still can make friends all over the country all over the, the world really because like I'm in Canada, Melina's in Toronto, and in Toronto, Melina's in Germany, and you're in Boston, you know, like, we're in three different, like, countries, and so yeah. we're able to talk, and and have laughs, and, you know, just enjoy, so it's definitely been interesting, and I think, you know, the one thing about your song that speaks to girls, especially, is, like, you said it, it's relatable, but it's also, it's real, right, yeah. it's not like it's just made-up stories, it's like, here's things that actually happened, and... Yeah let's put it into song because I'm 100% sure like someone else has gone through the same thing yeah. in their life, right? Yeah. So. People want to hear things that remind them of themselves. And actually, I, I watched like a psychology video about this, about music and like people, when they like a song, it's usually because it reminds them of themselves somehow. Um, whether that's a negative or a positive, it, that's what it makes them feel. So it reminds them either of themselves or of a loved one or of some sort of nostalgic memory. And that's usually why people gravitate towards certain music. So why certain songs do so well is usually because they're just incredibly relatable. Like people are like, I, I feel that. This person wrote about my life. And that's why I think Taylor Swift did so well because like it was all these girls who were like, I just went through the same breakup or I just did the same thing, you know? So like they, they really feel like she was writing about them and that's what made them so like connected. So that's kind of what I'm going for. <laughs> um, but like going back to like the aspect of like writing music, um, do you ever experience writer's block and how do you like, kind of deal with that? Yeah, absolutely. I experience writer's block. Um, I go through phases. I think sometimes it's just when I'm overstressed about other things and my mind is just really foggy and I'm like, I, I don't know what to write about. I don't know how. Um, sometimes I'll start songs and I'll have like a start of like a chorus that I really like or I'll have a start of a bridge or just a part of the song and I'll be like, I love this. I just don't know. I don't know where to go with it. I don't know what to do with it. Um, when I produce, it's a lot easier to work through it because there's other aspects of the song I can think of. I'm like, okay, let me just build out the sounds of the song. Let me build out the structure and where I want it to go and how I want it to feel. And then usually I can kind of work past whatever I'm dealing with or whatever is blocking. Um, and I can find, it's easier to find the melodies and then it makes it easier to find the lyrics. Um, when I'm writing acoustically, sometimes I'll have to show the song to somebody else. It's easier to work through writer's block if you're collaborating because um, somebody else can be like, like maybe you're having a really bad day and you're like, I just, I can't think of anything to write. And they're like, well, I'm having a great day and I can help write the song. So um, yeah, it's really helpful to be with other people. And then usually like you can feed off of their energy and be like, okay, I see where you're going. And you know, like whatever you're feeling can, you know, help dissipate or go away. <laughs> And I think it like it goes with everything. Like, I mean, I'm a photographer, so like every time I edit photos and I'm like, I need someone else to look at these because I've been looking at this for two hours and they all blur now. It's all just one project. So someone who hasn't seen it, someone who hasn't heard it, um, kind of gives you a fresh point of view on on what you're looking at right because then you're able to see oh okay you notice like you know this one photo is a little dark or in your case like maybe that's not the word you're trying to say maybe it's this word yeah. instead and it gets you re-motivated I yeah. think yeah continue working on the project yeah yeah and it's like getting a fresh set of ears sometimes you just need to walk away too if you're doing it yourself like take a break yes. you know go for a walk or watch tv or just call a friend go see a friend mm -hmm. people like human connection is so important and it's so I think taken for granted and I think a lot yeah. of people realized that with the pandemic, they were like, oh my God, I miss hugging people. Like, oh my God, you know, and people realize that they are much more extroverted than they think they are. And they're like, I actually, I need to touch people. Like I need to hug somebody. Um, and you realize how much you miss that aspect of, of human connection. So mm -hmm. I think that that's, 
you know, when you're stuck, <laughs> go get a hug from someone. I don't know. I feel like that would help, you know? Hugs are the best. I love hugs. So yeah. I'm right there with you. I'm like, let me just hug people. I don't feel so good. Just let me hug you. Give me a hug. <laughs> someone told me that, like, to get the, um, the, the, the something, like, all of the... Serotonin? Yeah, like, all the serotonin. Well, all of the the value that a hug can bring to like a human you need to hug them for like eight seconds a day yeah or like five i think it was like five times for eight seconds a day or something like that and i was like it it, it's crazy how hugs can like just make you feel better Mm -hmm. you know i don't know what it is but i agree with you if you're ever having any trouble, go get a hug i'm gonna hug my i'm gonna go hug my mom after this episode (laughs) yes Yes, girl. (laughs) So I want to touch on something that you kind of mentioned earlier on. um, And it's how like, you know, being a female producer is kind of hard. And just, I think just being a female sometimes can just be very, very difficult because of the world that we live in. Um, I was just wanted to know like kind of what has been your experience, you know, being a young female, you know, you're still in school, but you're trying to make something out of your passions. Um, what what has it been like to try to like you know get your thoughts into the room or get kind of your experience or your ideas spoken out in a field that's mainly dominated by men? Um, I haven't experienced like a, a lot of like misogynistic kind of behavior, which is nice because like. There is a lot of that, I think, um, in the field, but I think it's, um, I, like, I personally have not experienced too much of that, but I, I have noticed that particularly with production, it's definitely male dominated. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's just kind of like how things kind of fell together. I don't think it's cause like women felt like, oh, I, I can't produce because I'm a woman. I think it was more yeah. like a lot of women are just more drawn to the idea of being the artist and being the mm-hmm. writer. Mm-hmm. And I think some men are like, I, I don't want to do that. I want to produce because it's cool or because they like it, you know, so um, whatever, whatever draws them to it. But I think what I have noticed is like I'm a part of different like clubs here. And one of the clubs is like, um, it's, a, it's like a pr- more more of a producer club kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it is definitely like. 90% guys. So it can definitely be a little intimidating because if you walk into a session or even if it's a Zoom thing, um, like there was this one where they put us in breakout rooms just to network with people. And the second time there were actually two other women there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was kind of nice to see. But the first few times it was like me and like two, three other guys. And I was like, oh, hi. <laughs> um <laughs> I think that sometimes there's a stigma around female vocalists in specific where they're like, they probably don't know music theory, they probably can't play an instrument, they probably don't really write their songs, they probably don't really know what they want, they don't know how to produce, and that's kind of the like stigma of like young female producers if you're walking in, or young female artists if you're walking into a room. Um, I will say I don't know music theory very well and that's just because I'm very dyslexic and like it comes so hard for me like I it's really hard for me to understand I understand concepts certain concepts um and I can keep up to a decent amount um but yeah that is something Mm -hmm. that I struggle with I do play instruments I play guitar and I play a little piano um and I do produce so I think that that um, gives me a little bit of a leg up when I'm walking into a room because I can just communicate a little bit more with whoever I'm collabing with But I think in the sense of being a woman, I think I've just kind of thought about it as like, okay, well, I just need to make myself heard, you know, just don't be like the girl that doesn't say anything because she's in a room of just guys. Like, um, I think that also just having guy friends helps that, you know, if you hang out with guys, then you know how to talk to them. They're just people, you know? That's true. You might think they're not, but some, (laughs) and some are just close to not, but like, you know, you just got, you just talk to them, make yourself heard sometimes you have to speak louder um and like and like most my experience most of them are like very welcoming and very open and very friendly Mm -hmm. there are probably the occasional few that will be like oh it's just another like female artist who like wants you know x y and z and you know whatever and i think the best way to 
kind of counteract that is to just know your stuff and like yeah. And and if you're walking into a room of a producer, then maybe learn some production skills so you can be like, hey, I can you can you EQ that differently, or can you take the high end out of that? You know, you just like say different things so that you know they know that you know what you're talking about. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, hit them hit them with the technical words, and they'd be like, oh shoot, she she, she does know, she yeah, does know, like, oh, she can hear that, and you're like, yeah, I can hear my voice, like yeah, <laughs> so yeah, and kind of like maintaining your personal life and your school life with this professional life that you're trying to make for yourself how has that been like does it ever feel like it's too much or are you kind of the person that's like I like having my calendar filled and it gives me happiness you know where do you fall on that balance between personal and professional life I love being busy, especially after quarantine. I definitely, I love being busy. I am excited to travel again. I'm excited to perform again. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely going to be an adjustment because I used to perform several times a week and I would, I had a, a decent stamina to it and I knew what I was doing. And I have a gig as a wedding singer for some of the summer. Um, and I'll be going to Nashville and doing shows too. So mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to be a little bit of a like, boot camp like performance back into it which I'm psyched for because I think I need that um but I am definitely someone who like it gets to the end of the night and I I don't want to do work like I unless it's something unless it's like a session um because usually sessions happen at night like writing sessions and and um production sessions and stuff like that Mm -hmm. usually those are at night so I don't mind those because I love hanging out with people. Like, I'm a people person. I love being with groups. I love being one-on-one, you know, depending on the vibe in the room. Sometimes, <laughs> oh, these people are just not my people. Um, but if if they are your kind of person, usually you can kind of vibe with anybody. Yeah. So um, I love being with people. So if it's, if it's a session and we're vibing, then I could keep going. Mm-hmm. But I'm definitely someone who, like, I also need just like my own time at the end of the night, take some tea and just watch something really stupid, you know, Mm -hmm. like, so um, I am doing part time this semester so Mm -hmm. that I could handle more sessions and I could handle more work and that kind of stuff. So I think schoolwork for me kind of gets put on the back burner sometimes and I'm more focused on like, okay, well, there's this live show that I'm trying to do or I'm planning this you know so Mm -hmm. are you the kind of person that like would rather sleep early and then wake up earlier to do work or are you the type of person that it kind of depends on the situation but you like your sleep I think it depends on the day and the situation I do like my sleep a lot (laughs) this is why I could not be a full-time producer engineer is because like they are usually night owls and they'll be like yeah I'm awake at four in the morning I'm just doing like on screen I'm like I can't do that like, unless you're I, in the zone unless you're like unless in you're like really in the zone and it's like you you have other people in the room and you're really vibing and like you don't really have that much the next day it's okay if you lose some sleep yeah but I I like to function I need sleep I could go off of four hours but like not not for several days in a row mm-hmm. I mean I mean I think that that kind of comes with it you're in the tour life that probably tends yes. to happen a little bit but you build up a stamina to it and you build up a routine. So I think that I could kind of adjust to anything. But right now, I'm kind of like, I'll go to bed at like 1, 2 in the morning. But I'll be sleeping until like 11. So. <laughs> Again, and then my person. Done. I just found my person. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because it's like, I'm not a morning person. I If I have to do something in the morning, I'll do it. But like, No. After the coffee at noon type yeah. of thing, you know. I'm like, my breakfast time is like 12.31. So, <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> I get it, though. Honestly, like, I mean, I work full time outside of doing the podcast and photography. So I've had to become like a morning person because yeah. 9 a.m. meetings, what are you going to do? You have to do them, right? But yeah weekends, like Mel's like, Hannah, you wake up so late on the weekends. I'm like, it's my only time to sleep. This is my time. <laughs> well, you're muted if you're trying to say something. <laughs> I thought I was muted. I said it's the time difference. That's why it's late for me. Because yeah. you wake up at like 2 p.m. my time. Yeah. Ah, uh, See, that'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. 
So, but I mean, even that, like there are people who will sleep that late and I'm like, that that's a little excessive. That's a yeah. little much. But I could never, like, I'm like, 11 is the latest that wake okay. up. Yeah. You know, I think latest. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, you've kind of mentioned that you've kind of learned that you, as much as you like to keep busy, you still like your alone time at the end of the day and to kind of regenerate by yourself. But have you, have you set any goals for yourself in 2021? Yeah, absolutely. Um, one of my favorite things to do actually is like, manifestation and like writing things down and um and setting goals and doing like vision boards and stuff so um my printer broke so I didn't have a chance to like print out things and make like the visual vision board so I'm working on that when I go home I'm gonna print everything out but um yeah I think my goals for 2021 is definitely to get on the road a little bit and to do some shows um my manager and I are working on some opening slots for people which is really cool Mm -hmm. so um but I think for some of the bigger tours they're really not going to come back until the winter so that'll kind of be more 2022-ish but um for the rest of this year I think releasing more music and just growing more of a steady online following for sure um growing kind of a live following through veep which is actually a show that i have tonight um if you guys want to come and get a ticket they're three dollars in my bio Um, we'll do don't worry we'll be there yay okay great um it's at 8 p.m it'll be really fun it's only an hour um there's like fun skits that are in between that's actually something that i'll be doing probably monthly and we'll just kind of be growing kind of like a live following on there which will be fun um and uh i mean over the summer i'll be doing a lot of like really what i hope to do is is just write with a lot of people and really build up a catalog um one of my goals is definitely to get something placed in like a film or TV show for sync mm-hmm. um, to license a song. Yeah. Um, a big goal would be getting in different uh, editorial playlists, which we're working on mm-hmm. um, for the next songs and just really taking a step in um, being noticed a little bit more yeah. online. And, um, and again, not looking for like the overnight viral. That's not my thing, but like just like the steady growth yeah. um, and just really connecting with people who like my music. Like I love talking to you guys and people who are like, I, I like your song. I vibe with it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. great, like let's be friends, you know? So I love, I love that. Um, that aspect of it. I love getting DMs from people in like London and they're like, I listen to your song when I do my uni work. And I'm like, oh my God, that's so cute. Thank you. (laughs) So um, yeah, it's great. Well, when you go on tour, uh, Mel and I will be front row and center. Yes. Whichever shows we can get into. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. I'll I'll get you guys like special tickets and everything. Like, It'll be great. We're here. (laughs) No, my we'll we'll cry, you know. <laughs> no, but seriously, I think like one of my favorite things is like seeing like I've I love being a fan of young new artists and like getting the chance to watch them grow because I think it's there's something special about like saying like oh I was there from like when her song is just on TikTok, you know, or yeah. you know like Louis Capaldi, like I listened to him way before his album came out and I was like like seeing people fall in love with someone that you love and genuinely enjoy listening to always makes me happy so um you can count on Mel and I to promote the heck out of every song you you release because uh we're those kind of we're, we're those kind of girls we post about something we love for a week and a half non-stop <laughs> thank you well that makes me so happy thank you so much <laughs> of course of course all right, so just before we end off, we have some fun questions for you. Um, these are just to get some more laughs because, you know, we, I don't think we've had enough laughs so no, far. No, we but... never have enough laughs. <laughs> okay. So we're going to start off with another question where you have to pick a song. Okay. Um, if you had to pick a song to play every single time you enter a room to kind of introduce you, what song would it be and why? Okay, this is like super basic, <laughs> but it's the first one that popped into my head. I'd probably play Party in the USA because <laughs> I just like, my goal is to always just have fun with people and to like make everything really just like chill. There's no stress here. Like we're just, let's just talk, you know? And even if the vibe is like, is like chill and we're gonna get really deep about something, 
to me, that's still a party. Like, to me, like, a party doesn't necessarily need to be like, oh, my God, it's a party. Like, it can be a party if you're just hanging out with people and you're just, you're talking deep, you're getting to know each other, things get real, you know? So I think that's why I would do Party in the USA because I'd be like, all right, guys, we're just going to have a great time, you know? Like, it's going to be a night, so. I love it. Um, okay, another question. What is the crazy, cra- well, I cannot speak. What's the craziest food combination you ever tried? Food combination? Um, that's a good question. I'm a really plain eater, so I haven't tried anything like too crazy. I went to New Mexico with my family once and we tried, it wasn't like squid, it was like it was something with some sort of sauce. I don't know what it was. It was some sort of like sea creature. And it was with some thing on top. I don't know, but it was really weird. It was really strange. It was not for me. Um, like it was some sea like shell or something with like this dip, but the dip was from like this weird like it was like a Chinese it was something weird I don't know I don't know what it was called but it was like a sea thing it was a sea creature it's okay no worries uh on like the topic of traveling what's the your favorite place you've ever traveled to Mm, I wish I could travel more that's one of the reasons I want to tour so bad is just even to travel um I mean, I love Nashville. I think it's just one of my favorite places to go, but I've been to Iceland once, and I think that that was just like probably the most beautiful place I've ever seen. Um, It was a while ago, so I'd love to go back and visit it, but it was just like the colors that are in the like environment were just so vivid. And I was like, oh my God, like this is real. So yeah, probably Iceland very fun i've never been but it's on the top of my bucket list yeah um okay we talked to you a little bit about movies and tv shows earlier what do you think would be like the most exciting fictional character to meet in real life um oh my gosh Ooh. i'm like thinking of all the marvel characters and i'm like oh my god which one would i want to meet um my mind went straight to tony stark (laughs) i did too i was thinking like maybe maybe spider-man i just love i'm obsessed with spider-man i also just love tom holland because like tom Tom holland's but like (laughs) but um i as a character i would probably say spider-man or maybe doctor strange because like He's magic. And I could be like, yo, can you tell me like something cool? Can you show me how to do something? You know? And then you could chill with Spider-Man. And I feel like that would just be like, yo, I'm hanging out with Spider-Man. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) so. Same minds. I love it. I'm here for the, I'm I'm here for the same, the same brain cell that's working. (laughs) Okay. And the last question that will round up this interview is based is a little fun one to learn maybe something about you that some people don't know what would you say is the most useless talent that you have (laughs) i love that question what's the most useless talent um is it a talent i don't know uh that's a really good question (laughs) i I can move my head like this, but everybody can kind of do that. <laughs> I can, so. My brother, like, he couldn't do it for so long and then he figured it out, but it's like the, like, the, like, <laughs> sassy head thing. Yeah, I can do it. She's <laughs> like, mm. <laughs> I would say that's probably the most useless thing that I can do. Um, and yeah, I used to be able to stick a uh, spoon on my nose you know, like when oh. people like, hold a spoon on their nose, I used to be able to do that. I'd say that's probably that is probably the most useless thing I can do. I love it. Show it off to everybody. <laughs> that next talent show, you know, that's that's just what you'll I'll just do. stand you'll there. Just hold the spoon. Just sit with the spoon. Look at me. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> with the spoon on the nose, and then. 
and then do this. Yeah, and be like, look, it's not falling. It's not falling. It's not falling. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, well, Kaylee, thank you so much for joining us today. We had a blast just getting to know you a little bit more and picking your brain and, and kind of uh, something you with a few questions because uh, that's always something we love to do. And um, we honestly enjoyed just talking to you and and getting to know you as a person outside of you know whatever is shown to the public because I think just chatting and having this human connection as we talked about is important because then we can ask fun questions and just get to laugh it out and everything like that. So anyone doesn't know Kaylee, her contact, her, her social media will be below. So definitely check her out, give her a follow, support her, support our girl, because uh, we got to stick together. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for having me. I loved doing this. I loved hanging out with you guys. Um, and yeah, I would love to just keep in touch and get to know you. I'll support all of y'all's projects. So just if you need anything. And yeah, this was fun. Of, of and that's Girl Stuff.